0: In the diary of a sales expert podcast my name's James White and I'm on a mission to help business owners and sales professionals all over the world get incredible sales results so thanks for listening and let's get started Engaging the c-suite so you have a choice when you sell anything and I'm going to give you a little tip now which is probably one of the most important tips I've ever said on my podcast Sell to those that create budgets, not those that have budgets. And what do I mean by that? It's about selling to the C-suite, the chiefs, the chief marketing officer, the chief HR officer, the chief people officer, the chief commercial officer, the chief marketing officer, the chief technical officer, whatever, chief executive officer. We want to be selling to the C-suite people rather than the people that are underneath those, the managers that actually do the work. And in this podcast, I'm going to share with you all the things you need to do to make sure that you can do that effectively. Because when you do, your chances of success of your sale and your lead go up exponentially. So let's start focusing on how we can sell to the C-suite. Right, so let's firstly, the key thing that people get wrong when it comes to C-suite executives is that they take the same approach with those people that they do with managers and doers and I always talk to people that organizations are three levels of people okay The first are decision makers. And ultimately, you normally have an an even a fourth level, which is the final decision maker. So DMs, decision makers. You have influencers, uh, people that will influence the deal or the strategy that you're putting in place, or you have doers. And we always want to, especially in the services and the way I engage, you want to try and sell to the top level people, the C-suite people, the decision makers, the final decision makers. Because what those people are able to do is they have the power to make and the ability and the and the authority to make decisions because that's what they're charged to do whether it's their company or whether they're the chief executive they can make decisions and have the uh, they are tasked with making those decisions to move forward with projects or activities so the first thing is we want to be able to understand who those people are now obviously, when you talk to smaller companies it's a bit more difficult. if there's a you know if you're engaging with people with ten people in a company, there's probably not going to be many chiefs. there's going to be a chief executive and maybe one other person that's a, a senior decision maker, another partner, but you're only going to engage with you know one person so you can identify who that person is. If you're engaging with a company that's got 500 people, the chances are you're going to have four or five chiefs. I know a company that I work with at the moment has got 125 people. They've got five chief of areas. You've got a chief um, people officer. You've got a chief revenue officer, et cetera. So identifying those people is a really critical thing. And you can start to do that by looking at people's websites, company websites. They're, they're, a lot of companies, they're, the information they share on LinkedIn, they'll start to detail who these people are. So if you start to understand them and their roles, that's the first part of selling into those groups of people. And the, we, we have to be able to know what their role is, what their remit covers, and actually the areas that they're they're gonna be interested in. And one of the big mistakes that people make when they start to sell into these C-suite people is they don't change your approach. So if you've identified, let's say you wanna target, and let's go high as we can, the chair or the chief executive of an organization and you want to engage with them related, related to your software, let's call it, or let's say your system that you're bringing on board, the question is, what can you do that's going to make that person stand up and take note of you and who you are, and then even, even potentially entertain a conversation or discussion with you? What are the three things that you've got to do? What are the things that you've got to consider and understand in that aspect? The first is this. You have to, and it's actually there's four things, but I'll give you the, the, the top three of them and then I'll talk to you about how you can do it. The first is this, you have to link what you are doing to a key strategic or goal or challenge that business has. Let me repeat that. You have to link what you do to a key strategic goal or challenge that that business has. And the larger the company the more public some of that information is. So for example, let's say you want to target a company that's on the stock market, that's even got publicized results, for example, a publicly limited company, on their website, They will actually tell you and they they will show you, especially if you go onto their websites, they'll have to do an investor call where they will talk to the market. You can even listen to the call sometimes of what them or the chief executive or the chief financial officer who generally tends to make those calls have actually said to the market. And where are the market pressing them on challenges? Where are the markets saying they've got some issues to be? Or if they say, we want to grow by 10% in the next quarter, they've committed to the marketplace that they're gonna grow by... By ten percent per quarter, or maybe they've published an annual report, and in their annual report, it will say our strategic goals for the next three years are to do this, this, and this. They've given you the information on what they want to do. So the first thing I'm going to tell you is link what you're doing into that. Now, if you're sitting here thinking, "Well, James, I sell software. I'm not sure how I can link my software into the strategic, you know, a you know, strategic goal for that company." then I'm telling you to brainstorm it. I'm telling you to look at how you do it. Bring me in if you want and I'll show you how we can make it happen, how we can link what you do to that. But you have to link what you're doing to the big picture work that that chief person is doing. Because the nature of chief executives and chief financial officers and chief marketing officers is they generally have a team of people that work within them with them, and they don't do all of the work. What their job is to, is to lead the strategy, lead the direction in that area, and have people or agencies or companies underneath that do that work for them. Now, of course, that they will have pressures and challenges and things they want to deal with, and we'll talk about that in a moment. But what your job is to do is to understand what those are. And if you don't understand what those are, you're going to fail because they're literally going to see you going selling something which doesn't hit their big picture thinking and go, not interested. And you're just going to get lost and get eaten up completely. So try and understand what their big picture thinking is by looking at their website or their, their, their information. Or if you've got insight from someone else that you is going to introduce you to, they'll ask the question, what are the top challenges or, or top areas or things going on in their, in their world right now? But the second part of that is also then to make sure that you understand the audience. So the sec- in all of my podcasts and my videos, I talk around being something to someone, not everything to everyone. So if you want to sell into a chief executive, the best way to, to know what challenges and things that are going on in their world, their strategic priorities... Are by engaging with a previous chief executive or someone else that you know that you've already sold to. So I know when I start talking to chief executives in my world around the things that concern them and the things that worry them, they're worried about slower growth. They're worried about not being able to find enough leads coming through that they can convert. They're worried about conversion rates being lower and they wouldn't because that's affecting things. They're worried about sales cycles. They're worried about those elements that are stopping their business from growing. So I can then start to relate. And, and if I start to work in specific groups and I also start to work with people, for example, that sell high value services, I'm able to go into that person when I'm having the conversations and know their challenges because I work with similar people to them. So if you're trying to spray gun your approach by talking to any chief executive of any big business, the chance are you're going to fail. Whereas if you can actually say, look, I'm going to work with software companies, I'm going to work with the chief revenue officers or the chief executive officers of software companies Software companies that sell a product, or sorry, sell a a piece of software for between, let's say, £50,000 upwards, then I know that the challenges of that person are going to be similar to other people I've worked with. I can then engage and film. I'm able to empathize much more with that person because I get their world. So, firstly, you have to be able to understand their strategic goals and, and what they're doing, but you have to understand their role and their position. Too many salespeople, too many business owners, go into the weeds. They get comfortable talking at the detail. Oh, our product does this feature. Our our service has this function. I'm telling you now, chief executives very rarely, or chiefs very rarely care about that. They're not interested in the ins and outs of a a duck's backside, as I would say. What they're focused on is big picture thinking how are you going to be able to make a difference to the strategic plans and goals that they've got how are you going to help them achieve their goals for growth over the next 3 years most chief executives are focused on growing or firefighting how are they going to, how are you going to help them put out fires and if you can't think like that you're going to be failing from the start the second so the second point and i'm going to link this in, into this is 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 making sure when you understand their role and their position you have to then Be able to go and give them insight and value that makes them think that's quite interesting, that's quite useful. And I've engaged with lots of chief executives and chief chief officers in the past, and I've looked back at what I've done and I've looked at it and thought, actually, what I've shared with them there particularly isn't particularly useful. I've shared with them some standard stuff. Whereas if I've dug and found information out, there was an insurance company I was working with recently, where I was sharing some information, a report that Deloitte had published on recruitment challenges for the industry as a whole, and I was indicating to them that the implications of that recruitment could well be cause them some issues two or three years down the line, it's trying to provide an insight and some, some value that makes that person think. You've got to hopefully give them some, some thoughts that are going to make you think, wow, I didn't know that. That's chief executives. They know a lot. They've got to their position by being experienced and by you know working a number of things out, but they don't know everything. So your job is to give them insights and to give them things that might make them think differently or to give them some, maybe and that's some research you can share with them around something that's done and the research has got to be from a good source. Or it can maybe be, some, some, uh, you know, a, a, a market trend, you know, we do what we call a pest analysis, a political or an economic or a social or technological thing that's absolutely going to change their world and their dynamic over the course of the next two to three years. Or you're going to give them something which relates to another company in their industry. So maybe there's another organization in their industry that you've managed to pick up has had a challenge and you can share that with them. You've got to give them insights and value that make them think that's helpful, that's useful. Because the first thing they're going to do is when you want their time, they're going to say to you, well, well what do I get for giving my, you my time? And no chief executive, that's the last thing they have. Time is like a head teeth for them. They don't have time. So the only thing they're going to give their time up for is someone that's going to give insight and value and, and, and education. Education is the wrong word, but snippets of stuff that's going to make them think, I didn't know that. That's helpful. That's useful. That's intriguing. That's, cu- that's making me feel curious about that. You know, sometimes that means we've got to maybe give a prediction of what's going to happen in the marketplace. Now, if that prediction comes from you know up in the air, your ideas, then you've got to back up that prediction with some facts or some evidence that makes them that make them believe that's the case. But you've got to give them something that makes them that that, that gives them an insight into what's where where something's going, and especially link that into their core goal that they've got. So if they've got a goal to grow by ten percent and you give them some insight that absolutely other people in their industry, through some research you've done, are growing by 14%, so you're a bit surprised that they're going less than the market, then they might not know that other people in the industry are growing at 14%. So it might make them think, well, actually, why are we not growing as quickly as that? I don't know. But you've got to give them some stuff and some research, whether it's a... Uh, uh, you know what, what can that could look like. It could be a video you could share. It could be a research article that you've documented the 10 bullet points for. And then it could be a three-slide presentation that talks about some key strategic things with some links to it. But give them some insights and value that they didn't know or and, and make sure that, that that has got something that they can think, okay, that's helpful. The third part then of what we've then really got to do is then we've then got to be in a position where we talk about how we and our solution can help them achieve those goals or achieve their plans that they've got. So if you then start to, let's say, you know, you start to talk to someone about uh, they've got a big challenge. They've told the market they want to grow by 10% or they've got this issue. Let's say it's a chief marketing officer and the marketing officer wants to grow the brand of the company by X percent. And you then start going in and saying, oh, well, our product is this, this, and this, or our solution is this, this, and this. they they're going to be like, well, so what? Yeah, I know that already. Your job is to, if you like, create a value proposition or create a a message, a story around what you do and how what you're going to do is going to transform their world to be in a different place. And... That's got to be real. It's got to be visible. It's got to be achievable. It's got to be realistic. And it's got to have, give you the best possible chance of of getting the the result. And I had a sales, uh, a a, a person once, and apologies if you don't like the phrase, but I'm going to say it anyway. But he said, he said said to me, salespeople come in here and try and ship miracles. And I was like, wow, interesting phrase. But the point is a really valid one, which is so many salespeople and people in business come in and try and promise the world and try and promise that they're going to do things that can't happen. And your value proposition has got to be able to show them why you're different and why it can make a difference in their world and how it can help them achieve that big goal that they're focused on. And if you do that, you're going to be in in a position that they're going to start to consider and want to have time with you. Because those issues are the things that are are going on in their world. That's what that chief executive has told the market. That's what they've told their company they're trying to achieve. Now, some people obviously might say one thing and do another, but generally, they're aligned. And another great way to, to think about this in, in terms of your value proposition is, you know, and if you're watching this on the YouTube channel, take five minutes in the garden and picture yourself, put yourself in the shoes of that lady or that man that's in that position and and, and think about this. So if I put my hands over my head and that person's sitting at their desk at home right now and they're literally, and by the way, if you listen on the podcast, I'm, I'm putting my hands up across my head and I'm literally... As if to say, it's that it's that facial gesture, that body gesture that people give when they're in under pressure, pressure and challenges. And I want you to think about what the chief that you're trying to talk to right now is doing that. What's the problem? What's the issue? What's the thing going on in their brain? The top three things that are making them go like this right now. And I work within. I'm a chairman of a construction services firm, and we were doing this with our sales team last week. And uh, we identified one of the guys who's got a CEO in, in the space, in the office, and he said to them, what are the top three things that he worries about per day? And the guy talked around um, cash flow, and he talked around um, projects finishing on time, and he talked around making sure that the uh, that, that there was a new pipeline of business coming through. And those are the things that literally that person, that chief executive was was going like this and thinking about how do they make that happen? So I want you to think like the chief, the chief person you're talking to and try and imagine what are they doing right now? And by the way, they're not thinking, oh, I wonder about software X, Y, and Z, or I wonder if I can buy service X, Y, and Z. What they're thinking about is a problem or a goal or some a task that someone's given them. Maybe the, a chief, a chairman, or a shareholder has given them a task, and they've got to kind of try and do that. And what they want then is the ability to go and make that happen. And they need, as I always say in sales, they've got this problem or desire. They want you to understand their world and what they're going through, and they then need belief in, that you can solve their problem with a USP and an offering, and they then they need to trust you to make it happen. And if you can come together in, with those type of people by understanding their role and their position, you, you understand the goals and the things they're trying to achieve, and you give them that value, that insight, the thing that they didn't know, the thing, okay, that's useful, that's helpful, and then show why your solution is going to not just focus on saving the money, but is going to take them to the same place that someone else similar to them was in, who was going to show them how they can get to that point, then they're going to want to listen to you and engage with you. And I, I, I don't care what anyone says. People say, oh, you can't get hold of people like this, whatever. If you are determined enough and you can add those elements of value to those people, then you will catch their attention if you do it in the right way. And that comes back to my fourth point and final point around bravery and practice and preparation. And salespeople that engage with people at that senior level who don't show bravery and pick up the phone and do something, but then don't practice their approach and how they're going to use and interact with that person initially, and then don't literally prepare for what they're going to do, fail and flop like anything else. And and, and I think you've always got to be thinking to yourself, if I had a minute in the lift with a chief executive, uh, or take two minutes in the lift, with a chief executive of a company, and I've got this guy or lady in this space for a short space of time, what could I say to them that would make them go, okay, I need to have a conversation with this person. I need to carry this on. What value can you give them? What insight can you do? What do you know about where they're at that can make them think this is this is helpful? And actually, how can you very briefly talk around, and, and probably you don't even get the chance to do that in the, in the pitches, how do you understand their challenge and their issue And then talk about how what you can do is help them solve those big problems or those goals, the desires that we're focusing on. And if you do these things and then practice and know how you're going to engage and practice questions that aren't, you know, what I would call dumb questions to the CEO, tell me about the typical problems you're facing. They're not going to, they're going to say, I don't want to have that conversation. But if you go into questions such as, we are seeing these issues in your industry right now. What implications are these causing for you? Then they're going to be more okay. Well, you understand me. You understand who I am and our challenges. Therefore, let's let's have more of a conversation. So, look, engaging with C-suite people is tough. It does require work. They have got limited time. They can be a bit short of people. Although again, people think that you can never get hold of them. You can always get hold of them. Secretaries, gatekeepers tend to finish normal, do normal working hours. A lot of those people are often available outside of working hours. So again, pick up the phone. Be prepared. Even if you're that committed to, to go into to their office or go into a networking event that they're going to be at. You know, I, I know someone once that wanted to engage with a CEO so much that he they they attended an event he was going to, and then literally after for one minute at the end of that session, in order to have a brief conversation with them. And because the person just presented, they gave him the one minute. Now, ironically enough, they fluffed up the one minute by not being prepared and talking about stuff that wasn't relevant to the CEO. But the point being is you can engage with people, but you then have to make sure that you're prepared and that you've, you've, you've been, you, you've literally practice what you're going to say so that you can relate to them and make them curious and make them think, I want to carry that on. I want to carry that discussion on. There's a great TikTok um, series I'm watching, not series in the wrong way. there's a couple of TikTok videos of a rapper guy in america and what he does is he sees these really famous rappers and he literally does this this rap with them outside where their bodyguards are all putting them away and you know these are the equivalent of a c-suite in this space and he's doing this thing where he makes that person think wow that's really good and the guy at the end comes over and says i'd like to have a chat to you or whatever because he makes them he gives them value he makes them see what he's doing is quite special so you've got to do that same approach with C-suite people. If you don't, they're going to bin you off. They're going to waste time all day long. The emails that come in and you know, they, they get to say, we're this, we're amazing, forget that. It's not going to work. They're just going to absolutely bin you off and they're gonna, they're not going to be in a position where they will give you their time and effort for that. Uh, but, but just if you do focus on the three things that I've mentioned, you're going to be in a great position to go forward and hopefully engage with them. So I hope that's given you some help and advice. Let me know in the comments and and thoughts as to what works for you um, if you're engaging with senior people. But... These things have never, never failed me in work that I've done when I've engaged with chief executives. And when I've failed is because I've generally tried to be focused on my stuff or the detail too much. Um, I've got detail there if I need to. I know my subject, but I, I focus on stuff that doesn't really matter. Focus on the big issues, the big things they want to do, give value, and then make be in a position where you know how you're going to deliver that and show what you can do to, to solve that problem, and you're going to be in a great place. So, um, I always talk about an inspirational story, and this one's a short one, but it's a guy called Ian Liam Ward. He uh, has, uh, have a look at him on, on social media. He is called Running for Ireland. He was told he had brain tumour, uh, terminal cancer and has only got four years to live and he's basically trying to raise as much money for cancer research in that time and if you watch any of his videos he's always running um, he's basically fighting this cancer as much as he can and whilst he's doing it he's trying to just help other people and I just think he's an inspirational guy inspirational story I wish him incredible luck I I wish you know world. sometimes you know, he could probably say the world's not been fair on him by giving him this cancer but he's not thinking like that he's thinking about how he can make a difference to the world and do what he's doing and I think he's a great inspirational story and uh, hopefully Hopefully in years to come, we'll look back at people like that and think he inspired us to do something different. So hopefully he will inspire you to do what you wanna do we can achieve anything we want to, put our minds to it. Um, people like him, Ian Lee and Ward is a great example of someone that's even had the world's biggest setback. They've been told they're going to die and he's not letting it affect him. So my message to you would be, what you know, What can you do, can take from that, that you can enable you to be the inspiration or achieve the goals and visions or plans or desires that you have to make um, the world a better place. So that's it from me this week. Hope you've enjoyed. If you have, I'll see you next week. If I haven't, don't wait to see you, but hopefully you have. And uh, see you soon. Take care. Bye. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you've enjoyed. If you have, please subscribe to the podcast. It helps us ensure more people can get the insights and ideas they need to get incredible sales results. Look forward to seeing you on the next episode.